This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for anxiety sufferers everywhere. Wake up each day feeling less and less anxious, but with more and more control with your host, Elaine Bligeon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is A Mind Controlled Life. I'm your host, Elaine Bligeon, and today... I have with me a very, very fascinating gentleman called AJ. As you know, this podcast is about anxiety. Now, AJ has a very, very interesting perspective. Just a little bit about our guest. He serves as an Ask Mind coach and is a master of mindful awareness teachings a holistic mind-body healer, and a lifetime student of awareness under the aegis of Anataguru Foundation-led Ask Aware Living in India. What? <laughs> Thank you. I said it all. Hello, AJ, and welcome to a Mind-Controlled Life you. podcast. Thank you, Elaine. I love that introduction. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now, the question today is, can anxiety truly just be eliminated just like that or should we just manage our own anxiety and that's the best way and the perspective we're talking from today is from my own background really where I did not have access to psychotherapists and to the drugs it wasn't an option for me. And so if that is the quote unquote best way to manage anxiety, what happens to people like me who don't have access? Mm-hmm. So AJ says that, do you know what? We don't need that, but I'm going to let AJ talk about that. So yes, AJ, what's your perspective on anxiety, the drugs and, and how we can just eliminate it if we can? See, uh, to eliminate anything, not just anxiety, if there is anything that you want to really eliminate from the roots, it is essential that we really understand what it is first. Right? And in the most easiest format, what exactly anxiety is. If we understand that, then, and not just in description, not just in definition, not just in books kind of, but as an energy, as an emotion, as an experience, what exactly this experience is about? When does it really trigger? What kind of questions bring you here? why those questions are the way they are and why this is a repetitive cycle for somebody because anxiety doesn't become a problem for somebody who has it once in a while. Mm-hmm. When people say they have anxiety issues, that means they have a recurrence of a familiar kind of a pattern of how they think and feel. Yes, yes. So the question is, if you're familiar with certain patterns of thinking and feeling, why are you not really inquiring into where is it coming from? the very repetitiveness of it should bring us to the question that there's something there. Right. If it was one-off situation, then you can blame the situation. Maybe one-off thing that maybe it was because of this factor, that factor. If there is some repetitive cycle of either anxiety or stress or worries or any of those emotions, we need to just do one thing. Be a little more inquisitive, a more investigative about our own experiences. That's interesting. That's what what we are not really doing enough. We are, in a way, what's going wrong, if I have to put it in a nutshell. If a person has no access to formal education in today's world, somebody is coming from a very, uh, some, you know, far away places, 
and they don't have a modern day life kind of. However, they do have anxiety as an experience in their lives because it's a natural phenomena of mind. Now, if that person doesn't know anything about, if, even if it is called anxiety, they mm-hmm. will think differently. But they won't have a education system or societal pattern which will tell you that this is a mental health issue and this comes because of certain kind of biological chemical reactions in your system and the body and many other factors, etc. He doesn't know any of it. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? It becomes so far, so clear and so easy for him to just focus on what is happening in his experience and try to look at what is going wrong and change it from there. Right. If somebody knows too much about something, it becomes like, I know this. If you know this, your abilities to learn will be closed. Yes. Yes. And that's why we don't have that question of why it is coming. Because as soon as you ask why, somebody names it and says, oh, this is anxiety. And our inquiry ends. Yes. But that's not the answer of why it is coming. That's the answer, maybe what you call it. Why is it coming again? We go deeper into it. What happens is science always starts with why, but satisfies itself at how. Right. So we start with, okay, why did the apple fall down? But you just found out how it will fall down. You know, that there was right. a reality in this, but that's not the answer of why. You went into what is energy, what is the core of everything, and you just found out how the atoms are working together. You didn't figure out why, but you went for why. So the problem is we are not really being very sincere to this very basic urge in the human mind to really learn and understand about the life processes. If you really learn and understand about your own life processes, being inquisitive, very sincere, there is no such thing which will repeat itself because it's their function is done. You're learning enough. So what is happening is we are allowing our knowledge to tell us or knowledge, meaning everything that we think we know to tell us what is not possible, what is possible, in which category anxiety also comes. And it's easy and convenient to say, oh, my God, I know this much and this is not possible. Rather than really inquiring into that difficult experience that, okay, where it's coming from, why it is happening. It's very painful and people don't want to go there. It's interesting because I've had anxiety since I was, I would imagine, uh, yes, it was when I was very young, but my awareness was when I was around 12. And... I never, even as I traveled through, read the books, went on the trainings as I got older, I don't think I ever asked myself the question of how did I get this? It was definitely a why. Mm -hmm. And yet, like you said, it wasn't giving me the real answer to anything. So, yeah, that's an interesting question. I'd not asked that in that way i just knew i didn't feel right and i wanted to feel better and that question might have saved a lot of trial and error in trying different things if i had asked the right question but you see there is one more why needed there as well Mm -hmm. that why did you do not do that or why somebody is not doing that because if it is so evident why people are not doing it or why we didn't do it. And if you really understand that, you will find there is nothing to blame yourself. You know right. why? There is one common factor that about past we can always understand. Fact, simple fact. If you knew what you know today, yes. would you do that? 
No. Well, I do some of it. Right. But, but you would always act in the past the how much ever you knew. And it yes. was always lesser than what you know the next second, next minute. Yes. So we are judging our uh, little lesser aware self from this more you know, knowledgeable point of view that why mm -hmm. did I that that way? Because you didn't know that. So a person doing whatever somebody knows is the way things are. What's the problem with accepting it? We have a problem because we are expecting that person which didn't know that to act differently. How would it? So if everyone, I'll say everyone, is acting from what knowledge and experience they have in that moment in time, mm -hmm. how do you then get to the place where you either find the quote-unquote right answer or you come across it? How, how do you get to that place where it's eliminated? What's the journey? As, as we start with what exactly it is, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. It definitely starts with what it is and then it goes to how it works. Then it goes to how to dismantle it. Right. So once we know this is what is it now, it is not just a set of names given by the psychological books or any other book for that matter or any particular language. These are just for our convenience of communication. Mm -hmm. However, any emotional experience is a real experience in person's life. Right. Now that experience should be seen separately from the words and the languages that we have. Then we can understand what that experience is. So for that matter, we can use how mathematics was taught in school x the value of x find x yeah yeah so let's not call anxiety anxiety let's call it x, x and then okay. try and figure out what is this x then you try and see that okay it is uh, some kind of uh, non-acceptance or maybe feeling unprepared to deal with the future consequences which you very strongly believe are going to occur Yes, because if you have anxiety, then it's it's all a feeling thing well, with the thoughts as well. And there is nothing about it that says something good's happening to me. There is no... So it, it, it feels like it's bad now and it's going to continue to be bad. And if I put myself in that situation, then it's going to be even worse. And put myself in yeah. that situation, it's going to be even worse. So there's nothing good that comes from having the anxiety. Yes, here we will have to just see the order of the events. What happens exactly? Maybe a fractional second difference, very sharp, but it is very important to see is it a mixed up experience of physical sensations and the thoughts together, or is it the thoughts leading the entire experience, including your physical uh, changes? Yes. For me, it was the thoughts that led to the physical, but then I know some people that it's more the physical for them they have that as the the anxiety experience the sweaty hands and the clammy body and all of that right. i had the the thoughts that led to me physically not feeling good so feeling scared so yes. it's it they both work with each other exactly it, it is like chain but this chain begins always with the thinking and then mm -hmm. it leads to feelings then yeah. feelings have the ability to influence your thinking if you're not aware of your thoughts. Yes. 
Yes. And that's what is happening. Most of us are really not operating from awareness because we don't have that awareness about how exactly our thinking works. So True. it becomes very easy for most of us to get fooled by feelings and get influenced by feelings and influence our thinking by feeling and further go ahead in a imaginative direction, try and react to something which is not even there. True. True. So unless there is awareness about self, one cannot be immune to emotionally influenced thinking. If you are really, uh, say, mastered your emotions, what would it mean? It would mean emotions will still be an experience, but nothing can influence how you think. How you think comes from factual clarity of the situation, of what is needed, what is really there, what is not there. This awareness keeps you in a different zone and emotional experiences because you can see them and how they are being created. And also, if you really take that effort to go back to them, you will also extract the learning out of it and finish this entire chain reaction of repetitions. So what, what you're saying sounds like what a psychotherapist or a counselor or another mind Right. person w would think or believe or say uh, are you saying that they don't think like that and that's, that's the difference no we are not even talking about what they say and what we say because there is no we in them there is this only one thing called mind right right every other thing is a perception isn't it true including what is a psychotherapist what is a coach what is not forget about all these perceptions let's look at factually what is there mm -hmm. If right now we don't allow our mind to refer to a particular knowledge that we think we know, it mm -hmm. will go there and try to understand it internally, what exactly this experience is about. These right. familiar words that the way we have heard from different sources, so mind will try to divert us there. So idea is not to get into where it has come from. Look at, is it really logical? Then let it come from whatever source, how does it matter? So then how do you eliminate it then how, how because most people that i know just think it's about managing it you manage your anxiety you manage your anxious state you're you're either going to take the medication that the doctors or the therapists give you or you're going to do deep breathing and do affirmations or whatever True. but you're saying that's not necessary or is it necessary See, it's, it's not like it is necessary. Of course, it is not necessary. But is right. it useful? Yes. Right. Can it be useful for some people at some points? Yes. But can we say that if it is not there, one of this thing is not there, you can't eliminate anxiety? No, that's not true. Right. Is there something which if you remove, then it is impossible to eliminate anxiety? Yes, there is this one thing which definitely has to be done. Okay. It is neither psychotherapy. Psychotherapy has a different approach. It is about correcting something that is not going well. Right. Right. And may include a certain amount of healing. It right. is essential, of course, but that is not complete by itself. Right. Because if you again get, because how do you know you're not prone to the similar kind of wounds in your future? Because it makes you more susceptible as well, because you become more aware of, oh, I have been through this, then you become more in the shell as well. Unless you really understand what happened, why it happened, 
and you really extract the learning out of things. Unless that really happens, the let go is impossible. Right. Acceptance will not happen. Full acceptance cannot happen because there is no full understanding. Only situational understanding. So it is like this. There's a very interesting example given by my teacher. It's very, you know, he has some very fun ways of bringing things up. So he says, suppose if you're traveling from one place to another, you're driving your car. And uh, these are like old school tires. They're not uh, the tubeless ones. So they get punctured at times. Right. And uh, if there is a puncture in the tire, you don't, you find a small shop which can just help you inflate the tires, but cannot fix the puncture right now. They don't have that many tubes. Would you say no to that? No, not at all. Of you course, say, you use hey, let's, it. Let's put it up, right? Then we'll figure out the next shop somewhere around. Next yes. shop also, again, you find a little, you know, only inflation is possible, but not the puncture can be solved. Right. On, but your mind will be always on, how do I correct it completely? Yes. You cannot live by just inflating your tires. Same thing is with every other tool which is there to manage anxiety. It is not something that is bad or good or best or something. It is just different applications, but in a finite way. They're just because the very word managing is to only make sure they're just supposed to manage things. So how do you see this so differently then? How do your, does your teaching then think, right, well, everybody else thinks it's about managing, hmm. but we know it's not. How, how did you get to there? Right. So first, there are two things. First of all, how do we as human beings really understand the possibility, whether it is eliminatable or not? Right. Yeah. We don't have to believe anybody else. We have to really factually see if it is possible or not. See, the very basic uh, proof whether anxiety can be or fear can be or any other thing that you want to eliminate, can it be eliminated? The proof is if it is created by you knowingly and unknowingly, after you were born and natural development you are going on, it is not something you are born with. You have developed it over the period of time using the imagery in the mind based on the experiences of life. If you remove the imagery for a second, can you really create anxiety for yourself? No, no. That's such a simple fact that it is based on imagery. Images are coming from a finite past and very finite past, by the way. We think we have, for example, if I say I'm 35 year old. So if I have to cleanse my past, would it mean 35 years of going around? No, because when I say past, I'm just talking about some conscious memory, which is very small compared to 35 years of period. I don't remember what happened day before yesterday at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. But I do remember what happened in 2002 at three o'clock at third March, something, something critical incident that has an impact on me. I have selective memory and that makes the, you know, this entire memory space that we are talking about, which is playing around with us, very minuscule and we still are not going into it. So this is so interesting and I, I can agree from my own experience. What I'm wanting to understand, though, is how, if you're using logic to come to that decision and decide, well, if you took the imagination away from the anxiety, could you still have anxiety? How did you your teachings get you there when in Western culture... Mm. It doesn't seem to be that because it's about managing the anxiety. 
Yes. Why is there such a disparity? See, I'll tell you what. Uh, I completely agree that we all are trying to manage anxiety, but that is not just Western culture. Every other culture has only tried to manage anxiety and not just manage anxiety. We have just tried to manage our life processes to a great extent to make it pleasant, comfortable, convenient, which is nothing bad. But we have really not gotten to the actual question of why do we exist? So we've always missed the whole picture. Right. And that why do we exist? Whoever has gone to, they have found truths, different formats of truths. We have not gotten to the facts of life. Now, now this is a very macro picture. Maybe if I go to micro part of it, how these learnings? Now, the, the beauty is in this learnings, mindful awareness teachings. If you look at it, teachings is just a set of learnings put together. But when you look at mindful awareness, what does it mean? Many people know what mindfulness is, being mm -hmm. present, being in the now, you know, being observant of yourself, of your thoughts and emotions and the situations around and all the you know, things also inside. Are we really being mindful all the time? Of course not. No. Why we are not being, even after being talking about mindfulness for now hundreds of years? It's difficult. Why it is still difficult after thousands of years is because we have not gotten into what takes away your mindfulness. We can reach it by choice whenever we want to. What mm -hmm. We don't realize what takes it away. The thinking. But why that thinking is in a certain way? Why these emotions trigger in a certain way? We have not got Habit? Right. Habit also will have some roots. It is developed. That means it can be destroyed. Right. So then why can't this habit be destroyed? So you're saying that anxiety is a habit? No, the no. An it's not the way it is. We, right now, we don't need to go there. Right now, we just mm. need to see that if habit is also a developed thing, just like anxiety. Right. If habit can be broken, why not every other thing that you have developed over the period of time using your own mind's imagery, why can't that be eliminated? Isn't it simple for anyone to really understand? Now, if you say, I want to eliminate the respiration process of my system, it's not possible. That's naturally there with you. That's that wasn't created by thought, though, was it? That's, that's the point. Exactly. So things which are factually there and on which your existence depends, those things are very evident, very obvious, and they're always in your betterment. They're never, uh, you know, trying to take away something from you, natural forces. If you're sleeping, it is taking care of you. You're breathing well. You don't forget breathing. No. It's happening, no. Right? Because it's involuntary. It is, anxiety is not like that, but we are acting like it is involuntary. And we are acting involuntary, and that's why we feel helpless. Oh my God, this anxiety, what do I do? The more you think like that, the more you're right. believing in your own story of this is something that is happening to me, not something mm -hmm. that's been created by me and mm -hmm. knowingly and knowingly chosen by me to sustain it or grow it or to bring it to this extent. Now, we'll come back to this mindful awareness thing. That, that was the answer basically to your previous question and more mm -hmm. question. Just being present, being mindful is not enough. That is just the starting point. What really needs to be done to stay there as mindful as possible? We need to address what is coming from the past and taking away your mindfulness. And these ups and downs are coming from your emotions and your thinking patterns. This part of what this content of your mind is, is basically your awareness about yourself. That means 
what is right now your present what was in your past the entire trading line and what will be if you have understanding of all these three areas you will have acceptance of all these three areas that understanding will require somebody to really master every associated emotion and that's how either you master emotions and get the life learnings or you follow your own life trail of different chapters of your life and you master your emotions it's one and the same thing so past okay i'll, I'll just you know uh, yeah finish this being mindful is one thing being aware is another thing they both when they're done together that is when a person really focuses only on learning about self from the past also because past is the entire repository of learnings where you can take from and from that understanding there is no recurrence of any past which can take away your mindfulness where will you be you will always stay be in present past. yeah and very effortlessly so that is what mindful awareness does to you now how do you eliminate anxiety mm -hmm. you don't need to eliminate anxiety there are further many more things before anxiety actually comes which if you eliminate anxiety will not even be created that is how you eliminate anxiety but if you really acknowledge it there is anxiety and that needs to be corrected you are going ahead of it already believing it is in that state you cannot believe that it is possible to eliminate yes i was going i was going to ask you that I was going to say, okay, so somebody comes to you and they have anxiety and they have the standard thinking that I've got anxiety and I don't know what to do and I can't get rid of it and I've tried this and I've tried that. How would you, what's the first thing that you would tell that person to do? See, the first thing and the first simple, very simple logic for everyone that can work. First thing that we ask them, is to help us understand what is this thing that you're calling as anxiety help me describe this thing entirely this experience of yours the idea is not for me to know what exactly is going on more prominently it is for them to really think about what is happening beyond the right. word and the terminology that they believe in right that does the first very invisible thing to everyone they start observing their own experience which they were not doing that's why they were reliving that experience and feeling very bad about it or maybe uh not in charge as soon as you ask a question which makes them see that without creating any judgment about it and if you can do that maybe in two three questions they start observing that and as soon as they start observing they'll not observe mostly that they're not feeling anxious anymore and they have to be reminded after a few minutes when you see and you ask them so are you feeling anxious or are you seeing anxiety right now so yeah i can see the anxiety i'm not feeling anxious that is the point that is the first objective to achieve right. because once that person can really observe that disconnection and that kind of clarity that person can never be fooled in his life that anxiety can take over him and that itself is the death of anxiety from there on right what remains then that is the first victory of a person is that knowing that you can rise above anxiety whenever it triggers but it is not complete you have just win over the power of choice to cut off when it comes how about it's like if if the ghost comes you know what to do so that the ghost goes away but what do you do to make sure the ghost never comes back doesn't come back yeah that is where the next objective is to get them more inquisitive about your life experiences need your attention your past needs your attention not because there is some problem there are beautiful golden learnings in life 
and when they are coming back again and again let's not call them anxiety let's them let's call them every kind of problem that you're familiar with and you're dealing with like oh my god why this happens to me again and again there are many such experiences in everyone's life now why this is happening again and again let not just be anxiety these are the lessons that we have not learned and the mind right. is doing its best function of reminding you something that is golden for you it is a treasury for you we feel painful about it because it reminds us about what we have not done but why don't we do that then right the problem is this first again it goes back to the first objective that we achieve in the sessions that ability to disconnect and see that is missing right now in most of our and that needs to be the first learning for everyone how do you disconnect from the person in your imagination yeah and see the situation the way it is in our you know mindful aware teachings we call it maturity that's the true maturity of a person so just just before we finish is absolutely fascinating uh, the ideas are so so interesting is this something that you personally help people with or do they have to travel to india how 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 could someone who's listening to this podcast and they're relating to what you're saying and they want to know more what what what's their next step see it's a simple uh, we are living in an it world uh, just go to a website you'll find out all the different services solutions that we have and mm-hmm. you can subscribe to our content where we can sh- keep sharing blogs and different kind of and soon i'm inspired by elaine to restart our podcast as well so it's long in pipeline and uh, yes of course we would be sharing more there also now what we can do and it doesn't require you to physically come to any place but yes we do have programs which are offline and there are uh, retreats which are more about how do you not just of course you start with mind and get the clarity there but body is a big vessel in which there are so many remnants of our past in the format of emotional memories and a lot of uh, energy is stuck up this stuck yeah. up needs to be removed for a very full-fledged very uh, wholesome experience of life and that gives you superpowers to really live your life more purposefully more with a lot of well-being a lot of happiness much more easily do we say that that is essential no because even if you work upon your mind and if you just do that mind will automatically make sure that the body also releases everything by doing such retreats you will just speed up the process of body's healing that's not that that's nothing different you are going to change so there are workshops which are online there are one to one coaching uh, solutions that we have one thing that i had because our team had suggested for this pod, particular podcast when i told them and they were very happy and they wanted to extend a particular kind of uh, thing to elaine's podcast listeners is that uh, if somebody really wants to take charge Uh, and they want a perspective not that you have to commit to something but if you can get some clarity you can take charge of many things so uh, for listeners of this particular podcast we would be offering 30 to 45 minutes of one to one ace coaching ace coaching is aware challenge elimination coaching the very objective of this coaching is to eliminate the challenges that you have which include particularly the mental health issues depression mm. anxiety ptsd addictions or any other thing bipolar many things so uh, and not just this any other kind of which is not necessarily a psychological or some uh, health related challenge or something 
it could be a relationship issue that you want to solve it could be past that is troubling you it could be a growth problems any challenge stress or anything else that can be eliminated we want you to really experience how it can be done so this one session for some some of you maybe it will definitely be able to you'll be able to eliminate few things and you'll be able to see many other things that you need to eliminate then you can see if you want to really learn and further grow ahead from there but yeah this is what we can offer and that will give you a real time understanding of how much this thing really works for you don't mm. believe our words go by your own understanding give that chance to yourself you deserve that see that's so generous and so for people that will are ready to go there it's it's a great opportunity and whilst you were talking i was just thinking if this kind of teaching could be in the workplace those professions where people yeah. generally think it's a stressful kind of job to have yes. this would be absolutely brilliant there it is i'll tell you just because i don't want to lose this opportunity this is a very exciting thing that i want to always talk about for business world is where we actually started all our workshops which were more related to leadership initially ask aware living but they were more on the levels of how you change how you think and become a leader from that core of you yeah yeah those programs have grown in massive scale in different depth now we have one of our very beautiful programs called chief happiness officer this is <laughs> and the leader of the organization to really make sure that they operate from awareness and create an organization where learning is really encouraged in the people the happiness becomes a way of living yeah, yeah. philosophy not just in the books or practices but real way of living and so there are many such programs and also for schools and colleges we do some programs uh, there is a teenage uh, uh, development program we call it ask aware young life mm -hmm. program which also involves silently getting the parents inside because they are the main you know people who yeah. actually can do some difference so i i this is uh, known understood clear that there is nobody on this earth who doesn't need to be self aware true so true that that is that is absolutely fascinating aj and i will leave the details of the things that you've spoken about in the show notes for people to peruse at their own leisure and I just want to thank you i mean i could have kept talking for hours but uh, <laughs> but i know that no no we late stop <laughs> because i am also the same talkative person it's <laughs> so, so we shall end it there thank you so much for your time and your expertise and i will be speaking to you again <laughs> because you, it's fascinating fascinating so remember you have the opportunity to live a mind controlled life not just because i say so but because aj has given us an insight into the logic behind how we can all just eliminate what causes the anxiety so we can be free to live how we choose so with that i will say adieu and aj you say Thank goodbye you. too goodbye Thank you very much. And I shall speak to you all very very soon. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you Lynn.